1: Welcome to Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa and her guests speak from personal and professional experience, and they will answer your questions and offer solutions to help you get on the road to your recovery. Now, here's Dr. Lisa Cooney.
2: Hello, 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 beautiful beings. This is Dr. Lisa, and you're listening to Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything. I'm so glad to be speaking to you all today. And I am in, because, you know, I tell you wherever I am, I am in Dallas, Texas right now at playing with some horses and doing some things and just finished the Houston Level 2 and 3 with Mr. Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here. So that always fuels me so well with so much information. And it's great that we're doing this show today because I do have a guest, which I'll introduce in just a moment, and we're going to be talking about... Uh, creations today which is a book another book that uh, a compilation book that I have a chapter and have been honored with that um, but I'm going to be talking with Sadie Rose Lake who is the woman that had the idea for all of this and I'm going to have her speak to it herself and we're going to have a fun dialogue about creations, fertility, birthing, parenting. So the show today is taking a little different turn in a certain way but you know that's how I'd be taking turns left and right and creating a conversation that's different a conversation that's genuine and authentic and a conversation that you know targets everyone somehow so without further ado welcome Sadie Rose Lake
3: hello hello
2: so happy tell- to be with you Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, now, Sadie, tell the listeners a little bit about the inspiration, the idea, the creation within yourself to embarking on this journey about this book with all these beautiful beings.
3: Yeah, so what the origination of the, of the book itself uh, came from this uh, Google Hangout that I actually participated in with a few other Access Consciousness facilitators around the subject of creating greater ease in pregnancy and birthing using the tools of access consciousness. And it was this fun dialogue. If you, if anybody wants to go find that, there are actually two of them on YouTube, one that we did last October, and then the second one that we did in April. And that's really the one that the book kind of, you know, I would, if you were going to liken it to terminology around fertility, pregnancy, and birth, that would more be more like the conception, you know, and we're impending birth here pretty soon. So, um, the book will actually launch in the next week or so, but the way it got created was just this generative conversation between all of us who were on that hangout afterwards. We're like, this is so fun, and what would the world be like if everybody who's bringing beings into physical reality on this planet had these tools? And, you know, it's, it's every, it covers the span. I mean, there are 15 different chapters from 15 different authors, and it, it really covers this broad range of experiences and possibilities and how to actually be totally present in the creation of how you show up with those experiences. So everything from a, how to address, you know, nausea and pregnancy and the discomfort in your mm-hmm. physical body to the points of view you've taken on about what it's going to be like to actually birth your baby. And then mm-hmm. even beyond that, I get that the, a lot of the energies that we talk about in the book and that each of us really speak to go far beyond just creating a human, you know, it goes far beyond that, um, what we've decided is the ultimate creation in this reality and really looks at how do we use this energy to be the potency that can change anything as it's showing up to work for us as opposed to against us and actually be in the driver's seat of the creation of our reality. So even though the topics in the book tend to be um, spoken to just around fertility, conception, pregnancy, and birth, it actually energetically goes much deeper than that. So pretty fun, fun deal and, super excited. I actually will receive the print copy today. It was being overnighted to me from the publisher and then it will be uploaded to Amazon and we will launch probably next week. So yay. That is awesome.
2: I'm really glad to hear that. Um, And so So, the name of the book again
3: is is? Creation, Conscious Fertility and Conception, Pregnancy and Birth.
2: Okay. So We have chapters in the book called Creations, from creation to the cradle, creation beyond this reality, baby, a matter of life and death, conscious fertility, conception and pregnancy, a different approach, love your body, how to take care of you and your baby, an expression of potency, what if you are not wrong, infertility and the choice to not have children, around the world to find a home. A Creator's Guide to Pregnancy, Birth, and the In-Between, Pregnancy at 16, The Magic of Making Babies from Adoption to Pregnancy, The Consciousness of Fertility, and Do Our Children Choose Us, and Our Miracle Baby, The Basic Access Consciousness Tools Really Do Work. So. For all you mothers out there, for all of you beings out there, mothers and fathers, for all of you families um, desiring to create the beautiful experience of bringing a child into this world, for all the those of you that may have some infertility issues or some fears, impotency issues, sperm issues, whatever issues, um, this book could be for you. And then for all of you that may have had some um, abuses regarding your sexual experiences and I don't necessarily just mean sexual abuse but of course I also mean rigidity or frigidity or impotence um, and where or some physical condition that may have um, prevented you from creating what you want to create in your life this book could be for you and it is predominantly, I believe, Sadie, you said that it's mostly using the tools of access consciousness.
3: Yeah, everybody but one is an, either an access facilitator or someone who is an access enthusiast, you know, taken several different level, levels of upper level classes in access. So everybody kind of is playing with the tools, um, demonstrating in what they write about, how they use the tools to apply to their own lives. Um, and, and, you know, everybody also is not just, from access, they're also this being that has had a whole life of experiences. So everybody draws from their their experiences maybe not being not through the filter of looking at them from the access point of view and actually how they've been able to use the tools of access to shift and change how they looked at what was showing up in their lives so that it could create it maybe as a little bit more generative, a little bit more fun, a little bit different, a little bit lighter, um, and not always. You know, the um, one of the chapters is actually about, you know... With the judgment from this reality when you do choose to not to not actually have a child, and that's not the choice that you make in this life about how you'd like to create in the world, because there is such a interesting, I remember when I moved back to the city that I live in now in Spokane, Washington, I had gone to college over on the west side, we say the west side over in Seattle area, and when I moved back, it was like the mentality in this town of everybody I met, oh, so, you, so you're married, do you have kids? Because that was just, the assumed choice for everyone as they're in their mid-20s. It's like if you're, you know, in this town anyway, if you're mid-20s and you're not married with children already, then somehow you're really different. And so um, it it was, you know, looking at those sort of overlays of points of view that we have in our culture, whether you're, you know, depending on what part of the world you live in, there's these expectations of how you're going to create your life and that you fit into a certain mold. And so actually what would it be like if you could know what you know in regards to that and not feel like you had to give up what you desire to create your life as in order to fit the mold that somebody else has decided you should have. So it's it's across the board, super fun book. It really takes you through because, you know, we're not black and white. We're not, it's like if you've chosen not to have kids, it's not always because you're dealing with infertility. Um, Sometimes it's just you choosing that because you don't actually desire that. Sometimes, on the flip side, if infertility is showing up, maybe something that, if possible, is, could be underlying unconscious reasons why you wouldn't want to create having a baby in this lifetime that maybe you've not been willing to look at. And that chapter, um, Baby, A Matter of Life and Death, is a beautiful story of someone who um, spent you know, the first half of her career as a doula and teaching prenatal yoga and working with women and just really being steeped in pregnancy and birth. Conception, And then when it came time to get pregnant herself, battled with years of infertility and really went into the constant wrongness of herself. And then when she actually started using the tools of access, was able to kind of look deeper inside herself and realize that that kind of creation wasn't actually something she desired. So maybe her body was actually contributing to her in that way rather than being the source of the wrongness of her. So, there, I mean, like you were saying before, there really is something for everybody. Um, on the spectrum of any kind of creation and especially in regards to family and children and points of view you may have that you're not aware of that it's it's a real gentle delivery of it it's not like hey if you're infertile you just don't want to do that which is not what any of the chapters are insinuating it was the evolution of looking at some of the things that we didn't want to be aware of so we could actually get clear and choose for ourselves rather than just buying into what was expected of us
2: without buying into what is expected of us Isn't that the truth? Um, And how have you, you know, as a mother, not bought into what's expected of you? And how has everybody else in that book not bought into what was expected
3: as a mother? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would actually say that almost everybody who wrote a chapter did buy into a little bit of that for a while. And that's actually where we have that space of allowance and vulnerability to write from the other side of that you know, is yeah. that we all did buy into something. And, and everybody reveals that in their chapter where they bought into certain points of view that they took on and how that actually created what ended up being the catalyst for them to start choosing for them. So we're not saying that buying into any of it is necessarily wrong because actually for every single person in every single chapter, buying into that is what was the catalyst for them to go beyond and to actually finally know what they know and to know what they desire to create as their lives. And so actually, what if nothing is wrong? It's really an invitation to look at You know, it's just going, hey, is this actually what I would like to continue creating? Is this, you know, is when I'm pregnant and if I'm buying into that, I have to be sick and I have to be achy and I have to be tired all the time. If I'm buying into that, is that actually something I desire to keep choosing just so I can fit in with, you know, the pregnancy crowd or is something else possible? So it it gives you that face of talking from the vulnerability of, hey, we've all been there and there is another possibility.
2: There definitely is another possibility. And what I would also like to say is um, one of the differences that I be in this book, because I actually don't have children of my own, just thousands of surrogate children all over the world. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The chapter that I wrote with um, my client who had a child is actually uh, one of the ones that she did it different from the beginning. She didn't buy into um, the, the roles and it would be really interesting for people to take a look at that as somebody who actually is, would be considered a minority um, in this country and how um, she decided to do something completely different single as a mother and bring her child who is now three years of age into the world completely through the magic of the creative and generative energy. So there's, there's different perspectives for sure that everybody buys into um, because even if we're having children or not having children, there's perspectives and cultural mores and, and obligations to the family, obligations as women, obligations as men that we all bring um, but this particular client did something different, and that's why I wanted to particularly be a part of this book is to write about that and write about that difference because there are so many of you out there that are that difference too. So well, and what to I want
3: do you have a break coming?: Yes let okay, me I'll just
2: let, let us go to break, and then when we come back from break, we'll talk more about that. This is Dr. Lisa with Sadie Rose Lake, and we are talking about. Creations, birthing, different ways of parenting and bringing children into the world using the access consciousness tools and using what's right and light for you, your own personal perspective about how you wish to be, your point of view. Thanks for listening. We'll see you after the break.
1: What would your life be like if you freed yourself from the cage of abuse? Visit DrLisaCooney.com today. That's DrLisaCooney.com.
0: Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
1: to Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything. To reach Dr. Lisa Cooney or her guest today, please call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Lisa Cooney at gmail.com. Now, back to Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything.
2: hello, hello, hello and I'm here with Sadie Rose Lake, and we're talking about the book, I'm just going to call it Creation, because that's what keeps coming into my mind. So, Sadie, you wanted to say something else? Yeah, what I just
3: wanted to add, um, a little bit more about your chapter, actually, because it is a slight differentiation from the other ones, where most of the women are actually speaking from personal experience regarding their pregnancies and their conception and their birth and stuff like that. In your chapter with the client that you specifically um, tell her story, One of the interesting things about that, what you were mentioning before, is that she did kind of do it outside the box. Is to call attention to that, even though she did it outside the box, what she actually was willing to create and and step into showed up far greater than what maybe she would have been able to get from that experience had she gone through the normal route of bringing her child into her family. Um, She had, you know, a, a situation where she was with a partner decided to separate from her partner, but really desired a child and then went through alternative means to bring that child into her life. And then actually by being willing to look at all the points of view she had in place that were creating what could have been labeled as problems showing up to conflict with that, when she was able to look at all that stuff she had in place, she could see where it was limiting her possibilities. And by actually looking at it, clearing it, and being willing to choose beyond it, invited this totally different space with the being coming here to be her child. He is a brilliant little guy, super aware, and such a contribution to her. But if she had continued to go like the normal route that most people feel like they need to go, she could have bought into sort of the the family way of doing things. These are your child expectations because I'm the mom and you're the dad and here's what we do. And that just, um, what about that old structure limits what else is possible with bringing out the brilliance that our children are actually here to be? They do choose us, you know, and they've selected you as their mom if they're coming to be your child, you know, just the same way if you're the auntie, you know, in your case, that there's a reason that they selected you as their family. And so what can we actually be that would contribute to them being everything they came here to be instead of trying to mold them into a box based on the traditional way of being a family. So I just wanted to add that that there's that whole other aspect of this isn't just about actually the physiology of birth and, like, the points of view about that. It's, it's looking at, actually, the creation of your life and how these choices um, show up for us and what else is possible for creating something far greater than what we see around us that everybody else is doing, you know, the, you know, two-point-however-many-kids with the soccer van and all that kind of stuff. That's not to say that those things um, are not a possibility, but when we don't acknowledge that maybe... There's something even greater than that. We can't actually have it until we acknowledge it. So I just wanted to add that in there about your chapter because it really is a beautiful contribution to the well-roundedness of looking at creation in general for the whole book.
2: And so. I appreciate you saying that because one of the things in 25 years of practice, um, myself and working with people, and 80% of my practice has always been women. And, and a lot of fertility issues and birthing issues and first time parenting issues or parenting issues, um, have really come up continuously over and over and over and over and over and over over again. And one of the things like we wrote in the blog about, um, this, like a fertile mind can create anything. And, you know, for most people, fertility is associated like with the idea of having babies and, you know, it can also be linked to the stressful counterpart infertility. fertility. Um, but what I'm saying in this book about as creators in consciousness, like ha- having a fertile mind with space without the resentments, rejections, projections, expectations, and judgments of mothering, motherhood, of being a woman carrying a baby, being embodied carrying a baby, and even being a man, um, watching their wife, their partner, whomever, the beloved, go through the changes of birthing to the final, you know, push, if you will, of the creation of a new being um, in this world in those 10 months. And what I have done with people and this particular client um, is <clears throat> create that space embodied where the judgments and projections, projections, woo. <clears throat> I am drinking a smoothie and a little bit of the seed went down my throat. Uh <laughs> <Uh-oh>. Uh <Uh-oh. laughs> How's that for fertility? Maybe oh, yeah. I'm, maybe I'm choking on the truth here.
3: <laughs> so I
2: apologize for that. So my voice is going to sound a little weird, kind of like I'm going through puberty for a second. But it'll come back. And what I have done with people um, in my office with regards to parenting and having children is really undo, with their help and collaboration, all the projections, separations, expectations, judgments, and resentments, rejections, and regrets about what their mother and father was to them, about what they're carrying in their body cellularly and molecularly, about what their organs are still mimicking regarding um, the parenting experience. And it's really intense. And what I've done with that that particular client is work out all the stuff about... She was had a very high um, professional career in a very big corporation, banking corporation. And becoming a single mom in that business, she essentially got blackmailed and blacklisted as not being tough enough anymore since she had the child. So it was not only about being a single mom and doing it herself and communing with this baby spirit that like really chose her. It was also about how she was going to maneuver through the judgments that she wasn't tough enough anymore to hold down a business corporate position and have a baby and still do you know, what she did as a single mom, and then all the judgments she had about um, a minority, a woman of color, let's say, that could she have her own salary and create a, a well life for her and her son, which she has done, and do that all on her own, wading through the judgments of her own family at her for what she chose let alone the judgments from the business corporation and her bosses and her colleagues and her managers below her about how things have changed for her and then managing her own body. Um, Cause she was also, I believe 40 when she had this first child um, and the, the judgments about that in this world. So there was a lot that comes to um, women as they choose to do things differently and listen to that inner voice and that clock that says, yeah, or the baby that says, the spirit that says, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to have this.
3: Well, one of the things that I look at with creation in general, in in this reality, creation of a a human life tends to be the exalted creation. Mm -hmm. And how much does that actually um, totally disavow and make minimal and make insignificant, the actual creation of everything else in the rest of our lives. So we look at everything that shows up in your life is a creation of some sort of yours. And even if it's an unconscious creation, the points of view we hold actually form the magnet, you know, the, the electrical magnetic structure for that reality to become physical for us. And so what I'm noticing as you're talking about this with this client in particular is how much actually, and and this this may sound a little bit out there in the beginning, but we can talk a little more about it maybe even after the break, is that if everything that shows up for us is a creation of ours, what's right about it we're not getting? And so looking at the potency of every creation, not just creation of physical life, and how is it always the dance between both sides, the gifting of our energy into the creation and the receiving of the creation as it expresses itself? So in this case, for your client, it's like, all these things that seem to be against her, did she actually have some level in in choosing and creating that so that she could actually be beyond it and create her life and choose beyond it? So, you know, even the judgment she was getting at work and, you know, all the points of view, did that actually create a space to invite her into something far greater than she may have had if she had just continued with the status quo in the same job with the same salary? Did it actually open the space for her to rise above? And, How much in our lives do we make the things that seem adversary to us greater than us instead of seeing each one of those things as a creation of ours that we've consciously put in place or unconsciously so that we can become greater?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. This is all about becoming greater. And everybody, what I have loved about the way things have changed in the last 10 or 15 or 20 years with what I've seen in my clients coming into the office and becoming parents and choosing to be parents is the consciousness that they brought to it, the awareness that they brought to it. That client of mine that I wrote about in the book, she came, I met that baby, you know, after she had it um, seven weeks uh, after. And I got to work with that baby and rebirth the baby because the baby had some birthing trauma um, with the cord wrapped around its neck. And then I got to sit, and then she took three three months, three to six months off. And those first three months, she was in every class that I had with the baby. And so I got to be with the baby. I also got to lay her down on the table and do what's called the access consciousness bars, not only on her, but also on the baby, until he became like eight months of age, where it became too vid- fidgety for him to lay on the table and just sleep anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, and... The presence of that child and her and what she has described to me about there was a history of postpartum depression in her family that she never had from from the seven weeks on with the child and the peace that this child brought to her and her life and she to him and what they did together and the bonding that occurred between them, which is natural obviously between any child and parent, was so incredible that I even experienced in the the class how this little boy would energetically connect with all the other beings in the class and actually, actually gift them healing. I was mm-hmm. watching the energy come off of him onto the other people in the class when we weren't doing the bars, when we were doing some other, uh, I was a theta healing classes that we were doing at the time. And it was just incredible. And I started to think, just like along with all these other people in the in this book, what new world and new paradigm of parenting are we all participating in like I know you a little bit too, Sadie, and I know you do things different, just basically being the rebel that you be I don't know all the women um, that wrote a chapter in the book, but I know a fair amount of them and I've watched them um, with their children I've heard their desires and their contributions i've I've listened to their pain about getting through their own stuff and eliminating and eradicating that from their own childhood being the difference that they be with their children now. And in the last two classes that I facilitated, one in Kelowna, British Columbia, and one here, uh, a week's worth there and a week's worth in, in D.C., I had the most children in my classes ever. There was like five or six of them at all times. And it was such a spark of consciousness and a, and a fertility of consciousness, if you will, that was so inspiring to me about all the women, yourself included, and this book, Getting Out in the World. So I'm really grateful for you for that and for all of you parents out there that desire, that heard the whisper of consciousness and desire to do something different and that you were willing to do anything to make that possible. Because I know, as a child... I would have loved if my parents chose that. (laughs) So thank you for that. So we're going to go um, to break in a second. But what I wanted to say to you all is, what have you defined as the never-ending story of parenting and fertility and pregnancy, the cyclical, cyclical connection of judgment and the past as the only source of future and the only source of future parenting are you choosing? Everything that that brings up and lets down. Can we destroy and uncreate it? Yes, right. Ma'am. Good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and bands. And what have you made so vital and valuable about the mimicry of parenting, fertility, pregnancy, that requires you to mimic others with your body, so it heals them, and doesn't change this reality like you truly wish to be? Can we destroy and uncreate that? Yeah. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. This is Dr. Lisa, and we're gonna go to break, and we're we'll back after the break.
0: Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
1: What would your life be like if you freed yourself from the cage of abuse? Visit DrLisaCooney.com today. That's DrLisaCooney.com.
0: Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
1: listening to beyond abuse beyond therapy beyond anything to reach dr lisa cooney or her guest today please call into 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to dr. Lisa cooney at gmail.com now back to beyond abuse beyond therapy beyond anything
2: Hello, hello, hello. This is Dr. Lisa, and I'm here with Sadie Rose Lake, and we're talking about the book Creations. Now, what I, what I know about that, um, about that book Creations is that mid to late next week, Sadie and I were talking at the break, the book is going to be um, launched, and we could really use your help on this. It will be through Amazon.com, and it's done through Happy Publishing and Erica Glessing, who many of you know, that I now have five books, compilation books, that have gone through Happy Publishing, through Erica Glessing. So what would it take for Creations to become number one, a number one bestseller? You could take a look at Sadie Rose Lake. Um, and where sh- what's your website, or where do you want to send them, Sadie? Sadie.
3: Yeah, so I have a few websites. I have um, I have a radio show on, a, on another channel over on A2Zen.fm, and with my um, co-host, we have a website for Imperfect Brilliance, the name of our show, and that's also the website. So it's www.imperfectbrilliance.com. It's very much just a landing site. And I typically um, navigate the social media world through Facebook. You can find me on Facebook as Sadie Lake uh, Facilitator Educator Catalyst. And then um, the book will actually have a page on Facebook as well. So um, if you look up Creations, you should be able to find the landing page on Facebook for the book, and we will, we will go ahead and post the link and the specific launch date once we actually have that available. And I was explaining it to Lisa on the break for you guys who are listening that um, the way it works in the, um, the launching a book world is that you actually have to have the book fully show up on Amazon before you can actually put word out that people can go buy it. So we're just in the process of waiting for that. Any contributions energetically that anyone wants to send our way to ease with that. We so appreciate it. And cause we really want to get this book launched, get it into the hands of as many people out there is are ready for this information or ready for a change in regards to these areas of our lives and creation in general.
2: Okay, great. Thank you for that. Um, and you know, definitely, who do you all know out there that are parents? <laughs> and mm-hmm. all of you out there that are parents, all of you out there. Um, I even heard somebody in class this weekend talk about um, desiring to have a baby and, and you know, the whole infertility issue and the struggle and the pain that, that comes with it um, when you so desire. I remember even my client, Sadie, like really, I can't tell you how many sessions we had when she just cried and cried and cried about this baby spirit that she didn't know how she was going to get it here yeah. get it here. when she was married for 10 years already and her and her husband at the time, you know, were not in a place. Um, they were in a pretty volatile place actually with each other um, to bring a child into the world. But this child just kept coming and coming and coming and coming. And finally, when she divorced him, Um, and her whole family life broke down, she said, I'm doing this no matter what. I'm having it no matter what. And that's when we embarked on cleaning, clearing out the fertile space within her body. She picked a donor. (laughs) You know, she got pregnant very quickly, um, very quickly, got pregnant, had the baby, found a nanny. The nanny still lives with her. And is actually dating her brother, which is really kind of funny <laughs> um, And the, the, the little boy loves the nanny. And um, they just have this one big happy family. And I was amazed. And what's even funnier is the husband, who she did divorce, is now, they're now in talks and mediation and counseling and all that kind of stuff. And they fell back in love and he became the, father's, the baby's father.
3: And yeah, so interesting, going, and maybe that baby just required different DNA. I mean, we tend to look at things from such a yes. narrow point of view. We're so mm-hmm. vested in everything that we've decided is so important to us that we don't actually ask the question: What else is possible? What is this? What? you know, how do I change it? All the questions that actually would give us a better perspective when we're so vested in what we've decided we have to have. And that's a different energy than demand. Like she was choosing this regardless. That's a different energy from I'm so steeped in the investment I have and that this is my only choice that I'm not able to step back and actually see what the bigger picture may be here. So who knows? Maybe it is just that you know, her little guy needed a different DNA. You know, it's like, there's so many big things that we don't actually in our, in our human mind have the ability to wrap ourselves around and understand on an energetic level. And if we would actually realize that maybe there are other things going on, we wouldn't actually have to be so vested. We could say, okay, what else is possible here? What's going on here that I haven't been aware of? And with the lightness of actually allowing something different to show up. But when we are even when we're asking those questions from this, it's got to match what I've decided, it can't show up. You can't be aware. And so, um, yeah, it's just an interesting way of, of looking at it. I actually, in my chapter, talk a little bit about how um, what else was really going on in this picture with all these miscarriages I was having that I wasn't aware of at the time. And so, you know, if, if that's your experience as you guys are listening, if they're, if that's something that's shown up for you, the pain of losing a child over and over and, and buying into it from that point of view and not being willing to look at what else could be going on here um, actually creates it continuing to be painful. And it's not to invalidate anyone's pain for having had miscarriages. I've had a bunch of them. I know what it's like to be pregnant, to get excited, to have all those expectations, projections, you know, those things that we, we've we forecast our future based on our, our hopes and dreams and then have that ripped out from under us. It is a very painful uh, process in life. And what else is possible with that? And does it have to get created as that painful? It's not to say that it invalidates the pain that anyone has had, but what could be created differently for your future if you're willing to um, pull away a little bit of the significance and investment in that it shows up that way. And that's what um, this particular client's chapter was so brilliant in expressing is what if it, it, in order to create the life beyond what you thought was possible, beyond what you were dreaming about, you just have to be willing to not have investment in how it shows up and just choose it anyway and keep choosing and go with what's light and choose and step forward and choose again, regardless of how much you're going to get judged for your choices regardless of what everybody else expects you to do, just really being willing to follow the energy of what's it going to take to create this and I'm having it.
2: What does it take to change this and creating, what does it take to create this and I'm having it? That's the truth. You know, it's like, and whenever we, it's like with anything else, you know, like going to the gym, you know, changing your diet, (laughs) exercising, Mm -hmm. cleaning out the closets or whatever, changing a pattern. This is creating a, a being, a being. This is a big choice, <laughs> you know? Yeah. This is a big choice. And we all do this work that we do, this consciousness work that we do to undo some of the <laughs> things in our being that weren't conscious for the, from the beings that came before us and before us and before us. No blame, no shame, just truth. And so well, not only
3: that, Lisa, but one of the other things that I like to add into this talk about creation of a life is that how much does that invalidate the creation of everything else we're creating in our lives? And if we were to look at the big picture of what we're creating in our lives, without all the significance, would we be able to see that there are a lot of big choices that we make that on the surface of this reality look insignificant? Mm-hmm. And so what if we actually looked at the creation of everything we're choosing to create in our lives? with that same, um, you know, that being being a child into the world.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
3: To get our creations out into the world. So for example, the creation of this book, might this creation, you know, in the form of this book actually change more lives than say my child. So we look at, we, we make so significant the creation of a child or the creation of a life. But what if the creation of the life energy that is contained in this book and the change that it can actually be the catalyst for out in the world is as big of a choice is as big of a creation, is as you know profoundly world changing. And so what if everything that you were choosing and creating could be seen with what is this creating in the world and lowering our barriers and being aware of what we're choosing and what that's creating and, and actually being more active in choosing for your life and choosing for consciousness in the world. What does my choice create here? What does this you know create in the world? And what if we have that same tenacity of consciousness and that same determination and that same demand, just like your client did for what what else we're creating that's going to be um, monumental, not just in our own lives but actually for the consciousness of the planet. Absolutely, and, I feel and I'm, judging judging I'm really
2: glad that like, you said. I'm really glad that you said
3: that. I can. I'm really glad that you said that because things. that's a
2: really important point. Sorry, I did not mean to be yeah. talking over.
3: No, it's just saying, I can feel people going, well, my, I'm not that significant. Nothing that I'm doing is that big of a deal. But what if you were aware of that you matter, that every choice you make matters? You're not insignificant. No one. I, I don't, when I say I don't care who you are, I don't mean it with like I actually don't care. It means nobody is so insignificant that your choices don't matter. And this is a big part of what I'm, you know, the energy of this book that has shown up since we moved beyond just creation of a life is, what if all of our choices matter? What if everything that we're bringing to the world, the contribution of us being who we are, does have an impact? And instead of thinking of ourselves as, oh, that's not me, or oh, I'm insignificant, or oh, you know... Whatever it is that we're using to make ourselves small, what if you actually acknowledge that that is a lie and that you are a powerful creator in the world with everything that you choose? So, if you could acknowledge that, lowering our barriers and actually looking at what am I creating, even from our points of view that we buy into, what is this creating for my life? What is this creating in the world? Am I contributing to this, this um, veiled consciousness continuing to be a secret? Or can I take the veil off and be aware of what I'm choosing? And that what I'm choosing creates something. And is it actually what I desire for my life and for the world or would I like to choose something else?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly.
3: <laughs> soapbox here.
2: <laughs> I don't think it's the soapbox. I think it's great. Um, I think it's really great. And I'm really glad you said that because one of the things uh, at the level 2-3 with Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here, the founders of Access Consciousness, as you know, is just what you're speaking to is like what if – Sitting right here right now, what we're doing is a creation. And so, and it is, right? So here we are Absolutely. creating together. Um, I participated in, you know, like one, you know, 16th of this. You you had the whole, the big tent of the whole project. You've got a publisher. you got the people. You know, you manage the whole thing. And everybody put their chapter in to create. It was a big choice. And everybody in there is having an influence, on everybody else that's going to read this and that's a big choice and everything is like that in our world what we eat what we put in our mouth how we wake up and how we treat each other what we say to each other what we do to each other how we treat our children how we treat our body how we treat ourselves what we say to ourselves so I think you're exactly right and I think that's why I wanted to be a part of this is that it's bringing in a whole other level of what is that generative, creative, institute of energy of creation, of yeah,
3: fertility. Mm-hmm. Being aware of the potency of creators that we all are, that we're not wanting to acknowledge. And go ahead and say that again. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, it's just an invitation to become more aware of the potency that your creation has in your life and in the world. You, there is nothing insignificant about you.
1: And people say,
3: oh, well, how come my life is crap? Or how come I haven't been able to have more money show up or whatever it is? I'm not trying to belittle that those things feel very struggle and very significant. And recognizing that what could you change today? What choice are you making? What point of view are you holding steadfast to that if you would be willing to at least just to loosen your charge around being so held on to that could actually show you how you can change your life based on your choices. And would even doing it, like, I love that you say this, Lisa, I've heard you say this a million times, and it has really impacted me, even if it was just like 1%. Right. That 1%, because if you look at what 1% change now is, if you look out 500 million miles, like, uh, peripheral view, if you were on a linear path in this direction, which nothing is linear, so I'm just using this as an example, if you look at what 1% change is now, if you go out 500 million miles, how far is that from what you would have been doing? That angle that gets created by that 1% change takes you on a whole different trajectory in the long run.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Totally tra- if-
2: different trajectory in the long run. So what energy, space, and consciousness can we in our bodies be to be the absolute and total Creative, generative energy of all the big choices of potency we embody, daily and eternally, we truly be. everything that that brings up and lets down, let's destroy and uncreate it. Right wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, and beyond. And what energy, space and consciousness can we and our bodies be to be the absolute and total one percent change now that we truly be with every decision and choice we desire eternally. Everything that brings up and lets down, Let's destroy and uncreate it. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So my friends, we're going to go uh, to a break now, and we'll come back after the break with more on creations.
0: Live up to your fullest potential.
1: What would your life be like if you freed yourself from the cage of abuse? Visit DrLisaCooney.com today. That's DrLisaCooney.com.
0: Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
1: To Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything. To reach Dr. Lisa Cooney or her guest today, please call into to one 888 346 9141 That's one 888 346 9141 You may also send an email to Dr. Lisa Cooney at gmail.com. Now back to Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything.
2: Hi, all. This is Dr. Lisa here with Sadie Rose Lake, And I just want to talk to you about a couple of things before we finish up this show today, which has been really exciting with all these parenting and creations and fertility talk. There's so much more to say. But I want to remind um, all of you about a couple of things. One, um, any of you out there that are interested in and enjoy, actually, what you've heard me do on this show for the last almost two years now about the way that I facilitate, please uh, consider joining the Art of Fantastical Facilitation. We have um, an extension series starting again tonight, uh, Pacific Standard Time. Um, I think it's 3 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, where I am. It will be 5 p.m. But starting tonight, we have three live calls for 90 minutes. If you're a practitioner or wanting to get out into the, the health practitioner field, body worker field, massage therapy field, Um, If you lay your hands on people, if you'd like to learn how to facilitate, if you do any kind of counseling, this Art of Fantastical Facilitation was originally a nine-week series. We extended it for 12 calls, three more coming up the next three weeks. And it's really been wonderful. And we actually set it up also as a home study. So you could take a look at my website, drlisacuni.com, on the Art of Fantastical Facilitation um, we also have a Facebook fan page, and we actually have the practitioners calling each other and facilitating each other uh, through what um, I facilitate them on so they get practice of it, and then they use it with you as clients. Isn't that great? So it's actually been a very fun call for me, so I want to let people know that, and then also thank you all again for your support of the Clearing Loop subscription program through the Voice America shows where you receive 30 minutes of the call loops, the clearing loops, the PDF, delivered to your inbox monthly. So again, the offer stands. If you sign up and would like that subscription program, I will send you a signed copy of uh, the I'm Having It book, which just came out. And you will be supporting this psychoeducational free resource continuing all over the world. This is not for my pocket. This is just for the labor of love for the world. And then also I have a monthly group call, uh, Living Radically Alive, formerly known as Beyond Abuse Breakthrough Call, where you get me once a month for an hour, and you get facilitation at a ridiculously low price in the subscription program. And I specifically desired it to be a subscription program because when you pay for something, you show up more. (laughs) And it really has been people that come forward uh, that really desire to change their life and use it as, you know, WD-40 on those rusty gears that sometimes we all get stuck into, myself included. I have people that I call and work with uh, all the time, actually, to keep myself doing what I'm doing. So I want you to take a look at those things. If you have any questions, you can uh, email info at drlisacuni.com. So that's the Art of Fantastical Facilitation as well as the Quick Monthly Uh, clear-and-loop subscription program and the monthly call. All right, Sadie. Yes, ma'am. What else do you want to let people know about what you're up to and this creation books and possibilities in parenting?
3: You bet, yeah. So Creations, like I said earlier, is going to be loaded onto Amazon and will launch sometime next week. That's somewhere around October 19th, 20th, 21st, somewhere in there. And we really would love it if you would... Go ahead and purchase a copy, share it with your friends, share it with your family, sisters-in-law, brothers-in-law, brothers, brothers, sisters, cousins, anybody you know that may be willing and open to look at um, the consciousness of creating in their lives and what that means for them. And then because, you know, this did just address mostly that... um, that early, early part of the conception and the pregnancy and the birth. We actually have a sequel book coming along in the next month or so, and it's it's called Possibilities in Parenting. It is 100% access consciousness, either facilitators and or people. The fabulous Gary Douglas, the founder of Access Consciousness, has actually also written a chapter in that book. It's going to be super powerful, Mm -hmm. super potent information out there about what else is possible with parenting and um, really looking at the choice you have that creates your life. And so that's going to be probably coming out sometime around the end of November, early December. So um, keep an eye out for that one as well. Maybe we can come back and talk about that one down the road too.
0: And mm-hmm. uh, even
3: today, I know I don't want to conflict with, with your show. We've, I've got a, um, a live Google Hangout at 3 p.m. Pacific with Faye Thompson and um, Ryan Telford that are also access facilitators, all about creation. So if you liked this talk about creating your reality, creating from what's true for you and who you are, you might consider joining us on that Google hangout. And you can find more about that also on my Facebook page, the Sadie like facilitator educator catalyst. Yeah. I think for right awesome. now, oh, also- here's what yeah, I want to
2: know for you. What did you, what changed for you about putting this together?
3: Well, my um, awareness of the potency with creation that I actually have and be, just being aware of how aware I was. You know, it's really easy to talk about some of these concepts, but then um, just as an example, when I would ask a person if they'd like to contribute to the book and write a chapter, I would immediately get the download of their whole universe, and I would perceive all their excuses and all their doubts and all the things they decided were true about themselves and why they're not good enough to write a chapter or, or whatever it may be. And I also was really aware that the energy of the creations book itself was independent, A, of the people who have written in it, of me. It actually had its own energy. So it's not just a compilation of people writing. The creations book itself has a consciousness. And so, um, so I started to actually see the... Um, the potency of working with the creations that we've decided are, say, inanimate, that actually have a consciousness. And so it really has strengthened my awareness, not just in being able to perceive that, but also being able to, you know, I use the word dance or waltz with it. It's like creation is a balance between um, noticing what desires to come through you, and then also it's moldable by you but it has an energy of itself. So it's you're your gifting and receiving at the same time. You're, you're contributing to it and then standing back and being willing to receive what it is desiring to get created as. And it's, it's, it's really exploded the possibilities for me and what I'm creating in my life and being willing to actually be in that dance with all the various things that I would like to have show up in my physical reality. Super, super huge contribution to me. Awesome. It's been very fun. <laughs>
2: Gosh, that's amazing! And I, I'm so grateful that you did this, like, for the world. And this is just a brief, 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 brief amount. So, check out Imperfect Brilliance a to dot com. Sadie Rose Lake. We got to go because I just saw that we need to close. <laughs> yeah. And I totally got spaced on time. Thank you so much Thank for allowing so much. me to participate in it. And we'll keep you informed, everybody. We'll be back next week with Beyond the Beast, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything. Thanks for listening.